at SFM Radio and at Stephen Grotes on Twitter. All right, continue your coverage ahead of the Rugby World Cup final tomorrow. Joined now by a former fl- player, former fly half, Nas Berta. Uh, Nas, good morning. Thanks for your time again. Can you imagine what it must be like to be in the Springbok camp just ahead of a World Cup against the old foes, New Zealand? Morning, Stephen. Yes, it's absolutely... I think any rugby player from South Africa's dream is to play against the All Blacks. So I gather it's also uh, the same for them. Um, you know, we, could have, we couldn't have asked for a better final. Uh, a lot of people thought Ireland-France might be somewhere in the final. But uh, I think at the end, it really worked out nicely, especially for us being part of Super Rugby for so many years. That we actually, you know, first time since '95, actually play, let's say, the best team in the last what um, 20 years against the best team in the last how many World Cups? So, so that's quite something to look forward to. Bongi and Bonambi, how important is that decision that he can play? I mean, the only specialist hooker we have, but also someone who is the leader of the field when Sia Kalisi's off. It's absolutely fantastic because that's just taking the pressure off. Um, you know, I, I I believe he did feel a little bit of pressure going during the week. Uh, but um, I thought, uh, to be honest, and that's only my opinion, I thought a little bit un, uh, unsportsmanlike from, uh, from England. I think it's a little bit uh, unnecessary uh, what they did. But luckily, it worked out nicely for South Africa. Um, the weather tomorrow is going to be raining in Paris. That's obviously going to have a big impact on the game. I'd like to think that in a, on a sort of dry field against New Zealand, that maybe gives us a bit of an advantage. Does a wet field give them an advantage? Does that uh, help the All Blacks? No, I think it might be the other way around. Um, I think the dry field would have suited them. Uh, they, did, they did really, after that bad uh, loss against South Africa before the World Cup, I must say they really played... Uh, well throughout the World Cup New Zealand um, where we had two extremely difficult uh, um, games uh, the quarterfinals, semifinals so I think maybe the wet weather might suit us a little bit uh, might slow down the game a little bit because um, if you think about it um, New Zealand like to get over the advantage line, they like to get behind you and um, they're not scared to run from anywhere Um, um, some of the other teams are a little bit more conservative Um, they like to get inside your half before they actually start spinning the ball so uh, it's it's really going to be a forward battle I'm looking forward to to be honest and then halfbacks I think tactically I believe Pollard might be the better fly off uh, of the two Uh, I think Aaron Smith uh, both extremely good scrum offs but uh, coming down to the kicking game, I do believe Fox got the edge there. So if our pack uh, does really well and we keep them at bay, and the most important thing is, and we've seen that at Twickenham, uh, interna- the international at Twickenham, if we can really put their scrum a little bit under pressure, puts their loose forwards slightly, slightly on the back foot, and that puts pressure on 9 and 10, and that's where we need to get through. See, we need to get through to 9 and 10 because those two are their decision makers. And the only way you can really get to them is uh, through the tight five.
Um, so then the 7-1 split's a good idea. In other words, you pretty much have uh, all of your reserves of forwards except for one player. So you can literally change your entire pack. Absolutely. Um, you know, and I, I gather Rossi and Jock that's been doing a fantastic job. I think that's that's in the back. You know, the message must go out to the starting 15 boys. Just go and give it as long as you can. If it's 40 minutes, it's 40 minutes. If it's 50, it's 50. But don't worry, the guy that's coming is as good as what you can produce on the day. And we've seen it throughout uh, um, the World Cup. The bomb squad's really working. The only time it didn't work was the game in New Zealand. Um, when we didn't dominate up front, the bomb squad didn't really work on that day. And we lost to New Zealand. That's how important the bomb squad is for South Africa. Nas Berta, thank you very much indeed. You're there, CFM, 22 minutes uh, after 8. Andy Capistani, rugby journalist and commentator. Andy, good morning to you. What do you think of the weather? Is that going to play a big role tomorrow night? Well, it is. But first of all, Stephen, I mean, they used to say that Buster Keaton was a tough act to follow. You're asking me to follow the great Nas Berta. Um, Nobody will believe what I have to say, but... Here we go. Nas has nailed most of the important stuff. Got to close down their halfbacks. Um, it will certainly, the, the wet weather is part of the reason that we have chosen a 7-1 split on the bench. And we want that moment that happened in August uh, at Twickenham to happen again, where the bomb squad comes off the bench with half an hour to go and you just watch the body language of the All Blacks at that moment. And that's when you'll know that the Webb Ellis Trophy is staying at South Africa. Sure, that's a big prediction to make. So it's all the bomb squad for you. Yeah, well, no, of course not. You've you've got to you've got to get your starters to empty the tank, as as Nas said. And the important thing is, I'm hoping, and I'm not there. I'm I'm hoping that uh, that our team has done very little this week, other than watch videos um, and and run through a few ideas on the training field because they they don't need the contact we saw against England. How tired they were. Mm-hmm after uh, MD in the tank against France in the quarterfinal. Um, so I'm not expecting that uh, that scenario to play out again where it was clear that South Africa weren't the team that they were earlier in the tournament. A lot of people are, are down on, on, on our chances. But I, I, I just I always like to turn it around and say, you put yourself in, in the shoes of the All Blacks. They are scared. Hmm. Um, the fact that it's been two games, one point, one point, which... It's never happened in a Rugby World Cup before. Do you expect it to be as tight against the All Blacks? I mean, do you think, I mean, not historically, games between us and New Zealand are very tight. But we can't get tighter than it's been. I mean, I know some people who just say, I'm not watching on Saturday because I just can't take it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know a few people like that. Yeah, in fact, um, somebody that I know just taped it and then woke up in the middle of the night and watched the semi-final against England because they couldn't bear to watch it live. Um, th- there's two scenarios. There are two possible scenarios. One is that it's going to be nip and tuck, that um, three points will separate the two sides at the end of 80 minutes or perhaps uh, extra time as well. Uh, the other thing is that the, the Springboks might get to play their game the way they did uh, just two months ago uh, at Twickenham and the and the All Blacks won't be in the game at all. Um, I, I don't really see another scenario. I, I, 
the, the, the one fear that the coaching staff will have is that uh, the Springboks are slow out of the blocks uh, as they were when we played New Zealand in the rugby championship in New Zealand earlier this year. Uh, All Blacks ran up 17 points in the first 20 minutes. And although the Springboks dominated the rest of the game, they couldn't quite do enough to get over the line. So uh, there'll be a lot of concentration on the first quarter. And I think you'll know what's, what, what it looks like at the end of 20 minutes. Andy Capistanio, thank you very much indeed.